campus of Reichman University. The power of mind, your guide to motivation, lifestyle, and mindfulness. With Yam Cohen. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Power of Mind podcast. I'm your host Yam Cohen here and today's episode is really about elevating yourself spiritually and in this episode we're going to dive into a topic that really encompasses a beautiful way of living through gratitude and spirituality. Later we'll be bringing our very special guest Rabbi Bricks who gives a lot of speeches around the world and inspires people to be better versions of themselves. And he'll share with us some lovely insight based on his learning, knowledge, and experiences. Now, this episode is going to be super deep, so I'm just going to jump right into it, guys. What's the purpose of life? What's the real purpose of life? Life is about connecting with others. It's about making the world a better place and learning and growing as a person in the process of it all. It's about leaving your mark on this world and fulfilling your purpose and your mission in this world. The greatest pleasures in life come through genuine connection with the world, God, and other people, and feeling like you're fulfilling your purpose in life. What's the purpose of going out then? What's the purpose of drinking, of drugs, of parties of sexual interactions with random people of excessive unhealthy eating what's the purpose of all that it's numbing it's making time stop for a bit it's wasting time in all honesty are you making any progress when doing these things are you growing as a person Are you even getting true joy and pleasure or just temporary satisfaction that's not fulfilling at the end of the day? And not only is it not fulfilling you at the end of the day, but it's also hurting you in some way. Whether it's harming your mental or physical health or both, you feel bad after the fact with most of these things. All these things are forms of numbing a reality and getting temporary pleasures. But then what? You realize you're constantly craving this fake pleasure and you don't understand why it's not sustainable. So before you do something, ask yourself, is this going to benefit me in some way? If so, do the benefits outweigh the costs? Meaning, for example, going for a night out and drinking till you're drunk, does that benefit me anyway? Gossiping. Does that benefit me anyway? Really, ask yourself, what what should I do tonight? Should I learn something new? Should I spend quality time with my friends and family and have deep, meaningful conversations? Should I do something beautiful and connect deeply to life? Whether it's spending time outside and looking at the stars, should I enjoy pleasures and have fun at the beach? Should I grow and become a better person and enrich myself with learning or should i just go out drink alcohol and waste a whole night not doing anything productive should i just go to another party have another hangover and another morning asking myself where the hell my night has just disappeared to and not understanding the point of this really like vicious and repetitive cycle so People grow out of partying all day because they realize that life is more than that, hopefully, someday, you know. 
there's more to life. There's a deeper meaning. And where I found my deeper meaning is through my connection with Judaism and Hashem. And connecting with our higher source and spirituality really makes your soul happy. And faith is really, it's the most beautiful and meaning aspect of life when the light of it is discovered. So personally, when I go to Shurim and learn about life and about Torah, I feel like I'm enriching my soul. I feel like I'm nourishing myself with something that's truly amazing and as a result, growing as a person. When I spend quality time with my friends and family or people who I just meet but connect with on a, on a deeper level, I feel like I've gained purpose and meaning in my life. And when I go to Shalvata or any other club and just drink week after week, I would feel empty. I would feel like, what's the point of this? Everyone's drunk out of their normal consciousness, doing stupid things, dancing with strangers and pretending to have a good time. Like that, that to me, it's, it's not fun. You get sick of this after a while because you realize this is not a sustainable way of living. Yeah, it'd be fun if I was out, you know, once in a while with my closest friends and I was dancing to my favorite music and genuinely enjoyed the night and didn't drink out of my mind. But going clubbing, making going out clubbing a weekly thing is really it's not beneficial to anyone's life or health in any way. So when I feed my soul and make that my plan for the day, I get inspired. I feel energized. I feel like I'm learning and growing and becoming a better person. I pray to Hashem. And when I say pray, I mean everything from the books and from my heart. Getting closer spiritually led me to be a more complete person. I pray to God like he's my best friend. I talk to him about anything and it feels so beautiful and comforting to know and trust that he's above there for me, watching over me and listening to me. I nurture my soul with shurim and with Jewish learning, with Shabbat, with prayer and meaningful conversations. And this is when I feel like I'm at my peak of happiness and pleasure. And none of us are perfect. We all have our flaws. We all have our weaknesses. That's okay. But What's interesting and important to notice is that when I succumb to my guilty pleasures, I feel empty. And so that teaches me that being better and doing better makes me feel better. And this helps me grow as a person. So when I realize I'm happier and I feel better when I don't succumb to my bad habits, that's a life lesson for how I should continue to grow and live my life. So now it's time for me to share a little personal story before we bring in our guest speaker. So my dad um, started lightly keeping Shabbat, you know, around 2009. We would always do Shabbat dinners at home. We were a traditional family, but we never like kept Shabbat. So around 2014, my dad stopped watching TV on Shabbat. So at first he started stopped like going out with the car and then he stopped watching TV. Me, my mom, and my brother were still like, um, we were we were still living our normal life. Like we weren't keeping Shabbat. We weren't anything. We were still like me and my mom would go to the mall like on Saturday during the day, whatever. And then I went on my ninth grade Israel trip. And I remember they had us keep like one of the Shabbats. They said, you know what? Try it. Most of you have not kept Shabbat. It was an Orthodox Jewish school. Half the students were not, or more than half the students were not uh, Shomer Shabbat or observant. Um, and so I kept one Shabbat. I didn't think much of it. It was nice, but it, I didn't really think about it. And then I came back home and a few months later, um, when I was back home in Miami, I decided just out of nowhere, I was like, you know what? 
I want to try keeping Shabbat, but I didn't want to make a whole deal out of it. I didn't want to tell anyone. I didn't want to make it this official thing. I just wanted to do it with myself and just to try. So what I did is before Shabbat got in, I I would light um, candles with my mom and I went this time and I just put my phone away in the drawer and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. I'm not going to say anything to anyone. So then um, my cousins come over for Shabbat and my cousin um, comes up to me and he was like, oh my God, yam. Um, did you see like what I posted on Instagram? Go get your phone right now. Like, go look, whatever. He had no idea I was trying to keep Shabbat, you know, whatever. And I I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. You know, I was like, okay, I'm going to go get my phone. So whatever. So I didn't keep that Shabbat. The next week I was like, okay, this time I'm actually going to keep it. I'm going to put my phone away. I'm not going to tell anyone again, but I'm just going to do it. And so I did. And I loved it. I, I discovered this true disconnect from the world which I'd never felt before because I always had the option of just going on my phone whenever I was bored I was like okay I'm just gonna grab my phone and then you don't let yourself think you don't let yourself talk to people in your surroundings because you always have the option of just being on your phone so this disconnect from my phone really 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 got me to connect to Shabbat and love that and ever since I have been keeping Shabbat so it's been quite a few years now and Shabbat and spirituality are really they're such valuable aspects of my life and I'm so connected because I grew closer to my religion on my own and I realized the beauty of it as a Baal Shuvah. so I can confidently say it's literally the most special thing to me in my life and I continue to take meaning from it in my daily life. And Bezrat Hashem, I see myself growing closer and closer into this beautiful world of spirituality and really connecting with Hashem. And my biggest recommendation is to understand the value of spirituality in Shabbat. The amazing beauty of disconnecting from the pressures of the world and just being in the present moment, just being in the now. It's so powerful. And Shabbat is a beautiful weekly opportunity to do so. And Jewish values like this and so many others are so beautiful when they're followed and it really makes your heart and soul feel full. So now I'm going to bring in today's guest and I thought who better to bring in to speak with us about spirituality than a rabbi. Hi rabbi. Hi. So a warm welcome to Rabbi Tully Burks, a father husband and grandfather, a motivational speaker who I actually got to know pretty well over the past few months through his incredible speeches. And he's featured um, on six continents at over 100 universities, including Harvard, Columbia, and Cornell. So Rabbi Burks, in your opinion, what's the most rewarding aspect of being spiritually connected to Hashem? A lot of people have trouble believing in Hashem. And What's your biggest piece of advice to people who are unmotivated and disconnected and are looking to find real meaning in their life? Wow, that, that's a lot for one question. <laughs> well, you know, faith in God is really a personal choice. And while there's lots of evidence out there, everyone needs to decide for themselves. Uh, in terms of meaning in life, it, it's hard to narrow it down to just one thing, as, as my whole life would literally not be the same. But if I had to try to think of just one thing to encapsulate what it means for me and what it does for me, the idea that when a loved one passes away, it's only a temporary goodbye. They can still join us at major milestones in our lives, like weddings, and perhaps even more significantly, we get to be reunited with them 
when we get to the afterlife. So for, for those who believe in God and believe in the Torah and in eternity, then we really never have to say final goodbyes or be torn apart from loved ones because we always get to be together. Wow, that's super, super deep. Thank you for that. Sure. So if, if there's one piece of advice you can give people in their 20s in order to you know, take the right path in life and not get distracted on their way, what would it be? Wow. Uh, again, I think I have to reiterate that every person is different and needs to find their own path. We all have different strengths and weaknesses, talents, ambitions, goals. And part of what we need to discover is what is our unique role in this world? What can I contribute? One idea might be to connect with other Jewish students who are also searching for meaning. I heard that your campus had an Olami chapter, and I even met some of the Olami students and rabbis, and I could tell you, the students are fun, inquisitive, intellectual, searching, loving, caring, sharing, and the rabbis are also out of this world. They're patient, they're non-judgmental, and they're really there for the students. So if someone is looking for an opportunity, a local one, a convenient one to connect, that may be, may be a good first step. But I want to add, if you woke up today, the ramifications are perhaps more significant than you realize. We think, oh, I woke up because my alarm went off. Oh, I woke up because I have a test. Oh, I have a trip. My roommate tapped me in the back. But from a spiritual perspective, from a traditional Jewish perspective, when we go to sleep at night, our soul gets transported to heaven. And when we wake up in the morning... It's not because, oh, it was time to wake up. It means that God made a conscious decision. He looked at us, looked at our lives, at our past, at present, future, our potential, and he made a decision and said, the world needs you. It would be worth it to create the entire world just for you. So, if God believes in you, believes in us, perhaps we could believe in ourselves. Wow, that's also a really, really good answer. Thank you, Rabbi. So <clears throat> I personally, I love spirituality. I'm really, really connected. And actually, like, my deepest connection is really when I just, you know, talk to Hashem, like, one-on-one and just ask Him for for help and in my life. So my deepest connection to Judaism, you know, it's not just keeping kosher and keeping alakha, but... Rather, it's really connecting with Hashem and keeping Shabbat, you know, on a spiritual level is what keeps me going. But I know a lot of people struggle with the idea of praising Hashem and people don't really understand why God wants us to praise Him. And I like to connect to Hashem, but what's the true meaning behind God wanting us to do all these things just because He said so? Like, does Hashem have an ego? Imagine you were watching a debate between Albert Einstein and Isaac Newton. They came back to life, and here they are, they're right in front of you, and you've got a front row seat, and you're watching this intellectual, deep, meaningful debate on the intricacies of science in the world, and in the middle of the debate, you jump up, 
You say, by the way, I just want everyone to know I, I agree with Einstein. Einstein, I'm on your side. Do you think Einstein would now get an ego boost? Oh, wow. It's a good thing that university student who's in the second year studying basic math or science agrees with me. Is, is he now going to feel vindicated? Is Newton now going to feel insulted and, oh, no, she's not on my side. What am I going to do? Now, imagine God, who we understand to be all-knowing, all-powerful, and we're going to go and say, by the way, God, you're great. Just want you to know, you did a good job with the world. Like, is now God going to feel like, oh, I could go on living now knowing that I have your praise? It's a joke. It's not doing anything for God. God's all-powerful. But the word for prayer, hitpalel, is a reflexive word. God's not the one that needs our prayers. We need our prayers. We're the beneficiaries of the relationship with God and the ability to talk to Him. Imagine a used car salesman. And the used car salesman comes to you and says, this car is the best possible car for you. Guarantee it's the best possible car for you. It's for you. It's me. It's for you. you got to buy it. The first question is, does he really care 100% about you? Right. He might care, but it's possible it's not 100%. He might have other goals. Maybe he wants to make a profit. Maybe he needs to get rid of the car. But even if he really did care 100%, let's say he was a relative, a close friend, and he really was out for your interest, he said, I guarantee you the best possible car for you. Can he really guarantee that? He's not all-knowing. Maybe there's a hidden defect inside the car. Maybe there's a le- it's a lemon and so the engine's about to go. He doesn't know. But God, we understand to be all-powerful and all-good. When he tells us a product is good for us, he can actually guarantee it. The Torah is God's instruction manual for how to get the most out of life. And I have personally found that the more I have followed the Torah, the more I have grown spiritually, and the more deeply, the more enjoyable and meaningful my life has become. So I agree with... Bracha with all of your listeners that everyone should fully reach their potential in this world. So thank you. I I agree with most of the points you're making. Just want to make a follow-up question so still a lot of rabbis will say just just do it because god said so and like i personally i don't really like connect to that explanation as much i really do agree with you and believe that there is like there's a purpose for everything and god knows what's best for us but so then why do why do like some rabbis always like reiterate the fact that just do it because god said so like that's why you should do it not because it's good for you and not because anything just because god said so I, I certainly can't speak for other rabbis. But there are a few questions a person has to ask themselves and to explore. Number one, do I believe in God? That's the first question. It's worth exploring. There's a lot of evidence for that, but that has a lot of ramifications. Question two, if I do believe in God, do I believe that the Torah is the Word of God? Also, significant ramifications. If I conclude, after careful research, which is something that I've done many, many years, that yes, there is a God, And yes, I'm convinced that God gave us the Torah word for word. So then, by definition, before I even 
explore the commandments, every single mitzvah, every single commandment must somehow be perfect and be for my benefit. That being said, Judaism is not about blind faith. We are encouraged to ask questions, to explore, to analyze. And therefore, any time you have a commandment or an aspect of Judaism you're not sure about, how does it work, what's the purpose, what's the point, yes, we're supposed to ask, we're supposed to examine, we're supposed to explore. And in, the, in doing that, I have found such deep, meaningful insights behind every commandment that I've come across. But I'll add, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. And sometimes when I'm in the middle of exploring something, I don't fully understand it. I'm sort of only partially there, and I have some issues. And then I have to make a decision. Does that mean, since I don't fully understand a particular commandment yet, does that mean the commandment is wrong and God is wrong and I better make some adjustments to it or ignore it? Or is it possible that maybe as a human with a limited human mind and brain, that maybe God knows more than I do? And therefore, even if I don't fully understand a particular commandment yet, I'm still going to try to observe it properly, while at the same time continuing to question and explore to get a deeper and more meaningful understanding of it. Yeah, that was great. Thank you so much, Rabbi. That really clarified. Sure. So thank you, Rabbi. That was amazing. And thank you for speaking with us today and sharing your incredible insight. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. Have an amazing rest of your day. Amen. Thank you. You too. Bye. Okay. So today's quote of the day is, without spirituality, your net worth becomes your self-worth. Take that in, guys because that's what people begin to focus on when you lose out on your spiritual side of life. You just focus on your net worth and that becomes your self-worth. So don't let that happen to you. Spirituality is the most beautiful thing and it allows you to have a grateful heart, to be present, to be mindful and to have Hashem to rely on and feel safe by knowing and believing that someone bigger than you is always watching over you. So today's fix of the day is to take 15 minutes today to connect to spirituality in some way, in your own way. My way is talking to Hashem. After I do my morning prayers, I talk to Hashem. I ask Him for what I want. I tell Him thank you. I'm grateful. I show my gratitude. So do whatever way works for you, whether, whether it's meditating or talking to Hashem or listening to an inspirational podcast or listening to a shiur. Ask Hashem for your heart's greatest desires. Do something that will really connect your soul spiritually. Try to incorporate this into your daily routine and you'll find that you'll become a more grateful, calm, and happy person. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Power of Mind podcast on Audioversity. A big thank you to our guest speaker, Rabbi Tilly Burks, for his insightful advice. And I am Yam Cohen here. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and hope you join us next time for another way of how we can use the power of our minds. The Power of Mind, your guide to motivation, lifestyle, and mindfulness with Yam Cohen. All our shows and podcasts available online on our website and on all podcast platforms. Search Audioversity 